You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right. Hashtag Refrigerated Diaries. Keeping the people engaged with the food. Share your stories, video, music, and topics. Let people know what's going on in your diary. Hashtag What's Your ID? Guess what, folks? We are here for another glorious Refrigerated Diaries episode behind the food with Tracy Garley, little sis here. A lot of you guys may know Tracy from either Culture in a Bowl or Zark Buzz, uh, which opened up in 2014 here in the city of Detroit and has been a mainstay still. You can catch her at Campus Marshes, catch her online uh, for Zark Buzz and also at uh, Yum Village uh, for Culture in a Bowl. Tracy, say what's up? What's going on? What up, though? <laughs> Detroit, <laughs> Detroit through our veins. Yes. I can feel it. So uh, one of the things that we all do here is uh, on Refrigerated Diaries, each of the guests talk about their most excellent food experience and their most worst food experience. Be sure to tune in on the Facebook page or check us out in our newsletter to see what Tracy's are, as well as catch a picture of her fridge. We have all of our guests take a picture of their refrigerator the night before. Tracy's keeps her fridge packed. I, I, I've been over there for dinner, so I know. Uh, so, Tracy, why don't you tell us a little bit about what uh, about both of your businesses? You, do you have more than one? You more yes, than two? Yes, it's crazy. I have like three businesses now. Wow. Yeah, and you and you keep it official too. You got separate bank accounts for each of them and all that stuff. You yes. Know? Got that paperwork in order. Have to. If, and it all just start off with just doing it and learning from experience. So mm-hmm. over five years to say why I own three businesses, it came with a lot of bumping my head and just learning and not wanting to go back and make the same mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Tracy don't live on Someday Isle. She lives on Right Now, right? You yes, know? yes. <laughs> so... Why don't you talk about your main and businesses? Okay, so my name is Tracy Garley. Um, I just celebrated my 30th birthday. Happy a week. birthday. Thank you, thank you. A week and a half ago. So I'm 30. I started my business when I was 25 years old. Sorry, guys. When I was 25 years old, um, Zarkbus, my parents actually gifted Zarkbus to me for my 25th birthday. And we started downtown on Grand River and Broadway. selling purses and accessories and at that time I was young I was ahead of the revitalization that was taking place in the city so a lot of things I was doing was just just learning or just going for it and I met Gawain as a big brother I think you walked through the store one time and we instantly just clicked because I think like like like-minded people I saw where you was going and I was like okay that's gonna be my big brother next thing you know I was Attending Yum Village events, and for me, culture and the boys, um, both started with my aunt in like the early eight, um, the early nineteen eighties. Okay, early nineteen eighties. What's your aunt's name? Um, Auntie Phyllis. So Phyllis okay. Sanchez. Phyllis, Auntie Phyllis. And so, just so I understand, so Auntie Phyllis would make these recipes and then little Tracy would come into the kitchen. And I actually used to do the African World Festival with her when it was at Hot Plaza. Oh, so, oh, that was big time. Yes, yeah, so I was like 15 and 16. Okay. Working in the back for the African World Festival. Okay. Is the African World Festival still happen in Hart Plaza? Actu- no, it's actually at the Charles Wright um, Museum. Okay. And it's still one of the, uh, the one of the largest open fair African festivals 
festivals in the Midwest, right? It actually is. And my aunt was actually one of the board members when it first started in 1983. Okay. So things, what was once old is new again. You know, you're coming back into the city of Detroit, mm-hmm. restoring. And Aunt Phil is still with us? No, actually, Aunt Philly passed back in 2006. So when okay. I was 17. All right. All right. So when you were 17, you started to um, pay more attention to the the food and the things that Aunt Phyllis was doing. Mm-hmm. And then did you know at 17 that you were going to do culture in a bowl? No, I did not. But it's so crazy. I actually went to school for me at Michigan State and got my degree in food industry management. So mm-hmm. I think it was just destined to happen. It was just that I didn't know at that time. Okay, sweet, sweet. So how many how many uh, catering orders have you done this week? This week I did like a four. Okay. Do you remember what you felt like after your first catering? Can you can you you, can you describe that for us? I will actually re, um, use the experience when I did the catering for Earth, Wind, and Fire Ooh. at Shan Park, um, which is now known as the Aretha Franklin Park. Okay. Um, special shout out to my mentor, Miss Shahida Musa. Okay, so she actually encouraged me. Her and Miss Rashida um, Rashida Raleigh. They mm-hmm. helped me and it was like, you need to actually start cooking because your food is really good and your aunt passed this gift down. So my first catering event was with, um, with the Earth, Wind, and Fire. I remember I did it at Colors with you. I was like, Godwin, can I use this industrial kitchen because I have a big order. And when I first did that, I was so nervous. But at the same time, I was like, it has to be done because the deposit already went through. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, in business, once that uh, invoice clear. You have nothing but to keep going because you mm-hmm. already took somebody's money and you have to come through. It's all about sticking to your work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I want to take a quick pause for the cause here and let people know that I'm a, a big advocate. I, I'm not going to say that I've ever given anybody the money back um, when when I've, I've gotten it and, you know— um, there's a to not not to put the quote out there, but a gentleman that I know by the name of Biggie Small said, "If you don't got the clientele, say hell no." <laughs> so definitely make sure you got your P's cues, I's dotted, T's crossed. You know what's going on because otherwise, what will happen is you'll you'll fall behind, and mm-hmm. then you you know you get that Yelp rating. And, you know people are willing to spread that bad news more than good because the world is bred off of haters. You know, there's more haters than non-haters out there. So, and I also just feel feel any publicity is good publicity. So also just be ready because good or bad, your business still gonna boom. Mm-hmm. So what kind of stuff are you serving? Uh, you know, jello rice. You gotta sell serve jello rice if you're opening up a West African mm-hmm. business. So. So, can you explain to people what jollof rice is? <sighs> so, jollof rice is a famous West African dish. Um, it's known all over in West Africa. It's a rice. Some people make it with either tomato paste or palm oil. You can either put, like, mixed vegetables in there or chicken, beef, shrimp, corned beef. So, it's just almost like a gumbo base without the okra. And it's a special Spice. If you from Liberia, we sometimes put shrimp in ours, shrimp, chicken, or maybe just fish. Or sometimes you from Nigeria, like Gawain. What do you put in your jello rice? We use uh, palm oil 
and and it's tough too because um the this jollof rice is is probably a, as as um variety as as grapes and wine you know like um some Nigerian, some West African, they'll, they'll use palm oil. Some will use uh, bay leaf. Some will use uh, tomato paste. So it, it really all depends. Uh, stay tuned. Culture in a Bowl is going to be working out uh, Jell-Off off. Uh, well, they'll be uh, competing against um, Nigeria, which I, I will be representing. And then uh, we also have um, Sierra Leone, which will be uh, competing against us as well as uh, Ghana, you know. Ooh, I'm excited for that. It is, it is. You know, I, I'd say I do, I do like Ghanaian jollof rice, um, in some cases more than Nigerian jollof rice, depending on who makes it. Because I like, I have had like side by side, you know, some it tastes better sometimes. So okay, I like Senegalian. Senegal? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Senegal in the house. Senegal but Liberia, in the house. of course, I love my jello rice because it's the best. Okay. All right. Well, you know, you want to represent where you come from. So <laughs> we we want to take one question here where we're going to talk to you a little bit about some of the behind the scenes associated with prepping for uh, a big order and what goes into something like that. And then uh, after that, we'll take a break and we'll come back, talk about some more things, culture in the bowl. So uh, start us off here, you know, that earth, wind and fire, that's a pretty big order. You mm-hmm. know, like a lot of people get starstruck in terms of, Oh no, I got, I'm going to be cooking at Shane park. Right. You know, I don't even get a Shane park call. So, you know, that, that's all. You already got the plug. Well, and, no. and now, you know, you not only do you get that call, how many people was it for? It was for 50. So okay. it was to like the VIP room and okay. just the band. With- right. So people who matter. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Cooking for people who matter. So, you know, what? Like, why don't you talk to us a little bit about what, what were some of the things that you went to to prepare for that in terms of like making sure that everything went off without a hitch. And you, you can like give us a little bit of detail, but make sure it's interesting. Because people can't see you, they can only hear you. So right. So prepping for an order like Earth, Run, and Fire, we had to start prepping like at least two weeks ahead because mm-hmm. the order was three large pans of collard greens, mm-hmm. fried okra sauce, um, fried plantains, cornbread. Because they wanted a little bit of everything. Yeah, so they wanted a little bit of everything on the menu. So me and my cousin. Usually go to the market, mm-hmm. make sure we get you, fresh. Your cousin do the business my, together? Yes, my cousin Monique. Shout out to Monique Boy. That's Shout my out. little cousin. She also just celebrated her birthday. She just you turned guys 22. Your birthdays together. Yes. Yeah, Sisters, so cousins. We, yeah, first cousin, ready clothes, real cousins. You know, there's no fake cousin, like real cousin. <laughs> her mom and my dad are brothers and sisters. Okay, copy so, that. Blood relatives. Yep. Okay. So, me and her, I let her know, like, we have this order. We over here going to the market, buying the fresh greens. Like, we're cutting these greens with our hands. I'm still in the market for a greens cutter because mm-hmm. right now we're actually cutting these greens by our hands. Hey, this is what it takes, people. Listen <laughs> here, you know, you cut it with your hands or it's not going to get cut. Yes. You, know, you need to make money to get the green cutter. I I know. That's what we're working on. We're putting that in the budget right now. It's like, uh-huh. I think, $500. Okay. So the greens, just prepping for that greens order and also with the plantain, we went. That's when I called you. Uh, we came in like the, I think, two nights before just because we also want the food to be really fresh. Uh-huh. So when you come in, went in. 
prepping that colors was amazing because the kitchen was so big. And the day of, we literally cooked for like nine hours. Mm-hmm. So cooking nine hours, I wasn't concerned like, oh, I'm cooking for a celebrity. I was more concerned like I'm cooking for a human that's going to be introduced to a new culture food, which mm-hmm. is culture in the bowl, our grains, our okra sauce, the plantains. A lot of people don't know what fried plantains mm-hmm. are unless you travel. And people that don't travel, we want to still give them that experience of mm-hmm. tasting different culture while in the city of Detroit. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, plantain is uh, from the banana family, uh, excellent source of iron, unlike its banana counterpart, which is an excellent source of uh, potassium. Uh, also of note, uh, Tracy Garley will be accepting gifts. You want to buy her this green cutter? Now's your chance. Yes, I'm it. accepting gifts. My birthday is still going. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. So before we cut out here for our break, uh, who came up with the name Culture in a Bowl? Oh, my God. So the name, our mentor, Miss Rochelle Riley, came up with the name Culture in the Bowl. At first, it was called, <laughs> I don't even want to say it, but I'm going to say the name. I think it was called like, African cuisine in France, and my mentor was like, "It's doing too much." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I think you're right." She was like, "What about culture in the bowl?" And I was like, "Wow, I like that." She was like, "Okay, look it up on the domain and see if it's um, open. Look up cultureinthebowl.com." We looked it up; it was available. She's like, "Okay, I'm gonna get it. And I'm gonna send it to you." I was like, "Okay, cool." Uh-huh. So this was like the beginning of 2018. So. Sometimes you uh, tell people being an entrepreneur, like you will have so many um, black roles or like uh-huh. obstacles that want to come in your way because having culture in the bowl, we was trying to get the domain name and it was just every time we tried it was something happening. She was either traveling or this wasn't working. It was letting me know oh, this is not yours. So it literally took us like seven months to get our transfer, the oh. transfer to for Tracy to be like, I'm the owner of culture in the bowl. I see. And. We got it. So, cultureinthebowl.com. Make sure to check it out. Check it out, cultureinthebowl.com. <laughs> you can also order the food online. It's excellent. I've tasted it quite a bit. Uh, shout out to the life lessons of Rochelle Riley. Don't do too much, just K-I-S-S. Yes. We'll be right back <laughs> in the next minutes here on Refrigerated Diaries Behind the Food. We are back here with Refrigerated Diaries. Hashtag, what's your I? RD keeping the people engaged. If you got a story to tell us, let us know about it. If you got videos or music that you want to share, holler at us. If you got a topic, we want to know it. Please let people know what's going on in your diary. We're just kicking in here with Tracy Garley from uh, Zark Buzz and Culture in a Bowl discussing Detroit, the food analytics, the food politics scene, and, and a couple things like that here. Uh, we're going to keep it light. You know, Tracy, uh, a few folks want to know, what what's your favorite wine? What, what are you drinking? So lately I've been drinking a little bit of rare wine, like mm-hmm. Merlot, mm-hmm. and sometimes some rosé. Okay. Okay, Merlot Rose. I'm not mad at it. You know, both both mean it's time to play. I'm with it. With it. I, I use I, I rap every now and then just so you guys know. I, I can come up with rhymes very, very easily. And uh, what's your, your favorite cuisine to cook? So I love my collard greens. Mm-hmm. So the collard greens with the cornbread, it's like my favorite. And I think I've perfectioned it so much that I can cook it in less than like 
two and a half hours, but mostly collard greens take like four to six hours. You know, it's that real right there. <laughs> you know, that's, that's how you know. So I love collard greens, and now I also I like trying different things now. So like beets, I like cooking beets with a lot of fish. Okay, and beets and fish. Does it stain the fish? Um, no. So I put it on the side. And oh, then, okay. Like a decorative thing. Yes. Are they so pickled I, or just normal? I saute, saute okay, it with like um, onions. Okay. And then make the fish with like maybe bell peppers and bake it. I'm going to I'm gonna come over and try this out. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make sure it's safe to eat. It's going to be excellent. I haven't had a bad thing from you yet. Thank you. That's a compliment. So who who you out there? Is there a chef you admire the most? Who and why? <laughs> Um, honestly, the chef that I did, I do admire right now, and I still, would be my aunt. Aunt Phyllis. Aunt Phyllis. And you'll be surprised. It will be actually Godwin. It will be you. No, we can't. No, we no, can't. no, 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 for <laughs> real. I don't even admire you because your cooking is just your work ethic. Like, your numbers, how you go about with your numbers when you um applying it with your business. And what you try to get. That's one thing I admire you on that side of business. Because I think people don't talk about the numbers when you want to start a business. If it's if you want to do a pop-up or you want to do a storefront. And since I've been knowing you as a younger sister, I admire that side of business about you. It's hey, like you're on it. And I think people need to know about that. I, I agree. You know, let that be a lesson to you all. If you got friends in your life. You know, that don't want to talk to you about money and finances, you know, get new friends. Mm -hmm. You got friends that you, you see a text message to, they hit you back in a week, you know, it, it might not work out. Is it? Take <laughs> notes, take <laughs> notes. It's going to be a tough friend to have when you got an emergency. Just saying, just saying. So uh, let's, let's jump back into what's happening in the city of Detroit here. A lot of cool things going on right now. You know, we're, mm -hmm. we're seeing a lot of new restaurants opening up. Yes. Have you, have you uh, eaten in out any restaurants lately? Um, I actually went to the new restaurant in the Shonola Hotel called the Evening Bar, or is it the Evening Room? Oh, uh, you know what? We'll just say a new restaurant in Shonola Hotel. I can't yes. say I've been up in there yet. Um, I did go in there. Um, I love the design and the atmosphere. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, what did I have? I actually, I had the crab cakes, I think. Okay. Honestly, I would say I had better, so I wasn't too impressed by that. But the drinks was good. The atmosphere was great. And I think I had something else. So if I can't remember what I had, that's the problem. Right. And I, that's just me being real. But I loved everything else about it. So Ambiance. Uh, I hear you had a celebrity in the room there, too. Where? At the? Yeah. At oh. The... I think we walked past um, Dan Gilbert. We was walking past the Shinola. What's that restaurant that was down there? Yeah, I think it's like San. Um, San so there's there's the San Modelo, I think, in Morello, which yeah. is like the Italian restaurant. That's I think that was the restaurant we walked okay. past. So he was um, in the restaurant. Okay. Uh, kicking it in the lounge here. All mm -hmm. right. So that, that's good. A good compliment. I, I've yet to eat there. Um, I'm definitely going to put it on my my list here. Um, one of the things that's, that's been uh, near and dear to a lot of our hearts, uh, especially mine, because I, I work with a lot of uh, people, you know, my mother uh, works with the neighborhood service organization. So it's very, very much involved in uh, just working with the disenfranchised population here. So of note, you know, right now, 
the the jobs report uh, came out mm-hmm. uh, showing that we've released we've got more jobs inside the um, the United States this year. It was a positive positive uh, uptick in the, in the jobs um, report. Um, mm-hmm. Which is great news, considering that a lot of companies have just recently made um, reports that they're going to be laying off quite a few folks. So convenient that it came out after the jobs report hit, uh, but we'll we'll save that for another time. Right. What I definitely want to touch base on is the top growing sector in a lot of these jobs reports. So consistently for the past four years now, mm-hmm. the top one or two industry usually it interchanges has been service and then food and uh, hospitality so one of the largest uh, industries uh, in the entire country is also one of the fastest growing industries by the time we get to 2025 Mm -hmm. at least one of two people will have worked inside a food establishment within their lifetime it's it's insane to put that into perspective uh if we we go back to the times of the the world war right Mm -hmm. um the second world war and you can go ahead and look this up don't don't quote me on it check your stats you know i'm i'm not an encyclopedia um (laughs) one in 14 people had a degree of separation. So either they knew somebody or they knew somebody who knew somebody that was in, inside the military. Whereas like not, right now, I think it's like one in like 30 or something like that. So a lot of people were very, very familiar with the things that were happening within in the industry. And so thinking on that, you know, World War II is huge. And now we, we like fast forward to the restaurant industry, one and two. That means that anybody you talk to will mm-hmm. be able to relate in some aspect, shape, form, or way into working in a restaurant, establishing themselves in the restaurant. And we all know people got to eat, you know, schools, elderly right now. But the wages are just remaining stagnant you know mm-hmm. in fact one of the most recent uh battles with our wage battle here in michigan kept the wages at 12 dollars an hour over the course of uh 2030 so it's got it's going to be 2030 before we get those um those wages up what do you what are your what's your take on that do you do you think that we should go another system do you think that it's a, a perspective that people aren't seeing, you know, bills cost money. Maybe people should get paid a lower wage. And what, what's your what's your take? Honestly, that's really like a really touchy subject for me because I sit on the board with the um, city of Detroit and mm-hmm. the three casinos, and our main issues is talking about keeping Detroit residents employed with the city um, with the three casinos and also making them live in Detroit. But it's also with the restaurant industry is like coming to Detroit and even in Michigan, the training people need to have better training and better pay if you want these people to work in your restaurant. And you also need to make them feel welcome. Mm-hmm. I've worked in restaurant when I was in college. And um, the quote that you just said about was it two out of five? And the restaurant industry? Yeah, one, working. One, yeah, one out one, of two. One out of two. So I worked in the restaurant industry when I was younger in college, and the pay was, of course, terrible. But I worked so many hours and wanted to be there for the company, and it's like we have to 
give better pay for these people to come and work with you. Mm-hmm. And I think it all goes about, like you said, you having your restaurant and creating it, creating something for our residents to be employed would be something better, but we need better pay. And it's like, how much are we willing to pay our employee? Our, we won't even call them employees. We'll call them our family because if you want these people to work with you, you're telling them your recipe or you're seeing them every day, that becomes our relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not just, oh, you work for me or you're my employee. All right. So I think first to start with having an ownership of welcoming people as family and friends, not just, oh, you work for me. Okay. All right. So you're not cracking whips on anybody. No. No whip cracking. You know, <laughs> Tracy Garley is a benevolent one and not a benevolent dictator either. She is a benevolent employer. <laughs> right? I would, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. So um, one one more uh, question here and then I'll... um. I'll kind of turn it over for you to to make any uh, last minute announcements you want to get out there about culture in the bowl and, and Zarkbus here. Um, I remember when you originally were moving the um, Zarkbus store mm-hmm. on Woodward, uh, mainly because it was across the street from an all girls school. It mm-hmm. was it was very near and dear to you to to identify with being a role model for young and up-and-coming women to see a, a person of color in the city of Detroit, primarily a black city, um, and also a woman uh, opening a, a restaurant and being an entrepreneur, getting a storefront right on Woodward. Mm-hmm. Are, are you um, going to be keeping that same kind of focus on ideals and mission with uh, Culture in a Bowl? Yes, Yes, but it's still going to be different. It's, this is food and mm-hmm. fashion, but it's still the same. And I'm going to be keeping that because I think that's my personality. I'm always so eager to show people my culture or let them know where I'm from. And cooking is something I love to do. So it's like, oh, perfect. I get to also do this not to just young girls, but to the whole family, the mom, the dad, the cousin, the auntie, the uncle, because Everybody got to eat, right? Everybody's got to <laughs> eat. So if Everybody's got to eat, yeah. So I think with that, with Zarkba starting off with that, it actually just expanded my vision and expanded everything else, not just for me, but for everybody else around me. Okay. All right. That's what's up. So how do we order from Culture in the Bowl? So you can go on cultureinthebowl.com. Um, our group. Grubhub and Uber Eats, we're working on that. So within the next two weeks. Coming soon. Coming soon. But you can also go on cultureinthebow.com. Also directly from Instagram, you can go on there at cultureinthebow on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Facebook is cultureinthebow. So everything is cultureinthebow, simple to the point. Simple to the point. (laughs) You can get your orders on the website. You can also go to the Facebook and also on the Instagram, put your orders in and do uh, in-store pickup right at 6500 Woodward. Yes, in-store pickup 6500 Woodward, and I'm excited. We are in Yam Village, so and we're also going to be hosting e- unique events um, every month at the end of the month for um, Culture and the Bowl at Yam Village. And we want to introduce just different dishes to people from our culture. So if you like the fufu or the jada rice or even the fried plantains, this is definitely the place you need to come and check out. Cool, cool. And before we uh, we um, close out, uh, one of the things that I, I think it is important is, uh, and staying to the cause of it being Black History Month, I'm, I'm sure you've got a Black History Month 
message as well. Go ahead and get that out there. Yes, we do have a Black History Month dinner that's coming up. It's called the Feast. It's called the Black History Month Feast. And it's going to be featured Young Village and Culture in the Bowl. So we're going to be just introducing, well, not introducing, but actually telling people how soul food started with just African food mixed up with the soul food. Yep, absolutely. I mean, some of the first and earliest iterations of fried chicken were a couple of, uh, I, I will, we don't use the term slave anymore. I'm, I'm so over that. I'm tired of the movies. Stop making the movies. We don't want to see black people in slavery. So that's why pictures. we got the food now. So come taste the food. Don't talk about the movie. Just yeah. go through with the fashion, food, music, and experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, before we close off, uh, just so all the young little girls and all the young little women out there listening to us who are, are in a position where they want to know what to do with, with their next step. Did you have you worked in a, cor- a corporate job before? No, I have not actually. Okay, so you just went straight to entrepreneurship yes, out of college. From college, I was actually I started my business in college. Okay, when I was a sophomore, my mom started a company. So from right after college, I graduated. I went straight to running the company. Okay, Tracy, give us a quotable <laughs> uh, for following your dreams on entrepreneurship. If you can, uh, I was like, let me think about it before I say it. Huh, honestly, one of my favorite quotes is, nothing is impossible with God. Anything is impossible with God. Anything is possible with God, excuse me. Anything is possible with God. So there you have it. Tracy Garley, Culture in the Bowl. City Girls, Big Dreams. City Girl, Big Dreams. Zarek Buzz, definitely check it out all online. We'll um, be posting out that uh, newsletter as well. Be sure to check that out. If you're not on the mailing list, you can sign up both at yumvillage.com or at Refrigerated Diaries. And again, if you know somebody you want to see them on the show here, see what they are about, or if you want to see someone's refrigerator, you know, they don't have to be food. You know, if you, if you got somebody that you're trying to holler at, you want to use it as a pickup line, uh, go ahead and uh, let them know. We, we do refrigerator shots as long as they can talk about the food. Just kidding. Got to be serious. Hashtag what's your RD? Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys on the next episode.